0: Listener production. On today's edition of Footy Talk, we will be joined by Abby Holmes, who first of all will give us an update on her SAS appearance. Of course, we will preview the biggest games of the round in AFLW. And we have a very special guest, the Carlton Star, joining us, Gab Pound. That's all to come on Footy Talk. This is Footy Talk, your daily dose of news, interviews and analysis from the world of AFL and AFLW. And on this Friday morning, we are joined by Abby Holmes. Good morning, Abby. Abby. Good morning. You're in Adelaide, and we'll get to that in a minute while you're there, because the footy, of course, kicks off tonight and Channel 7 has the big game. But I want to ask you first about SAS because oh. it has gone on the TV now. We are all sitting down and we are loving it, enjoying the show. There's been a few wimps that have pulled out early. There's been a few, unfortunately, <laughs> that have had some injuries that have had to leave the show. But first of all, what have you made of it sitting back watching yourself on SAS?
1: Oh, it is brutal. Um, this is obviously something that we lived way back. When did we film? We filmed it late February, early March. Yep. Um, so, yeah, to watch it back and see it all unfold and the way that they have edited this show is so magnificent. Um, it is an absolute juggernaut when you're over there. You, you can obviously see the location where we're in and, and everything that goes into um, the production. It is just so, I guess, special to watch it back and... Um, but yeah, when you are out there, Joey, you you legitimately forget about a TV show. And Middleton, day one, is like, I do not give a flying... Right about any TV show. I'm here to run a course. Uh, they make the TV show around me. I'll never say or do anything twice. We didn't see a producer the entire time. Um, so you do. You're fully just submerged in, in that course environment, forgetting that it is actually a TV show. So, um, yeah, it's pretty cool to watch it back.
0: So have you eaten porridge or boiled eggs <laughs> since February or March? No, no.
1: I, I, and it's funny. So I, I, the only way that I cannot eat eggs is hard boiled, yeah. um, so I was the one every morning out there that was just like dishing off my little eggs to whoever needed them the most. So Peter Bowl, he he ended up getting most of my hard boiled eggs. Oh, very
0: nice. And who, have you, <laughs> who did you bond with? Who I mean, it's a great card. I mean, there are some yeah. ripping people in there, but who did you sort of really bond with that you've stayed in touch since the since the uh, the show?
1: Oh, look. Do you know what? I look at that group, and we did not have one dickhead. Right. You know, in, in previous seasons, you've had somebody who upsets the apple cart and somebody that sets them off, and um, you know, in bloody camp, but dust-ups and that kind of thing. We didn't have any of that. Everybody didn't
0: stay long enough? No,
1: no. No, (laughs) we didn't. (laughs) But we genuinely all got along so well. But Steph Rice, she's my girl, Zina Anderson, really close with those two, Peter Bowl, Matt Mitchum. Um, Yeah, we just had such a great group. Oh, Anthony Mundine is one of my favourite people in the world. I was number four, he was number five, so he was always... next to me in the first little face that I saw when I rolled over to get up every morning. Um, But no, we we had a wonderful group of people and I'm so grateful to have shared that experience with them.
0: Oh, well, you're doing great, Abby. You're doing the footy talk family, really proud at the moment. So hopefully we enjoy to continue to watch you go along that course and, gee, some of those things, I couldn't do it. I got sweaty palms. I literally got my heart (laughs) flooded, sweaty palms, watching the under the tunnel, under the water. I'm claustrophobic and I was like, that's it. There's no way I would have done that. Do you know
1: what was a stitch up though? National television. Television, having my little face pop up and say I haven't done a poo yet.
0: That,
1: that, that <laughs> was the one for me that I was like, right, okay. Uh, that's not ideal, but that's okay. Uh, that's
0: okay. We understand. Hey, <laughs> we let's, let, let's get into the AFLW action <laughs> because we are getting to the business end of the season now. And as we touched on, you are in Adelaide because there is a massive game mm. tonight. The flying Adelaide Crows, the undefeated Adelaide Crows, they came down to Casey, they knocked off the rampaging demons that no one's been able to do, yeah. and they are looking to continue continue on their form against the Western Bulldogs, who in fact haven't won a game. So this is going to be a bit of a, uh, you would think, a lopsided affair. Mm. But how have you seen the Adelaide Crows? And do you think they are now the team to beat?
1: Uh, Yeah, 100%. And I, I think that we needed to see a team knock off Melbourne because... Prior to last week, I was kind of thinking Melbourne are that far ahead of everybody else in the competition that had 14 consecutive wins and, um, yeah, looking likely to go back-to-back in in the premiership stakes. But um, for Adelaide to go to Casey Fields as well and roll them by 10 points, this Adelaide side is unbelievable. Three flags out of the seven um, seasons of AFLW, of course. But they just – it's just that consistency across every season. We've never seen them down – you know, from a top four spot, um, but their midfield, Hatchard, Marinoff, those two My together. God. I know, and and the fact so Anne Hatchard has always been able to kind of work forward and hit the scoreboard. She had thirty three disposals and, and two goals one last week. But what we're seeing from Ebony Marinoff in the way that she's going about her footy, she's always been a high accumulator of the footy. But Ebony Marinoff is now hitting the scoreboard. She too kicked. Two goals won last week from her 27 touches. So that's something that she's uh, well, another string that she's added to her bow. Um, yeah, so I do think that this is going to be a pretty one-sided affair, but I'm pumped. It is Indigenous round, of course, round seven and eight um, kicking off tonight where we celebrate and highlight the, the incredible contribution of all Indigenous and Torres Strait Islander people to this great game. So it's always my favourite game um, throughout any AFL and AFL or well, my fav- favourite round, I should say um, throughout any AFL and AFLW seasons, I'm pumped.
0: Yeah, looking forward to it. That kicks off at 7.15 tonight. And while it's unlikely there'll be an upset, it is still awesome to watch this Adelaide Crows outfit. They're the yeah. high-scoring team with Ponta and Eloise and Jones and Caitlin Gould and then the, a young back line that's been able to hold up. Like They are just flying credit to that football club for what they've been able to do. We'll whip through a few of the other games just quickly, Abby. Saturday afternoon, St Kilda at home again. Well, they're looking to make it up four on the trot, I think, for the Saints. <laughs> yeah. They are flying now after there was a little bit of heat coming from my good mate Nicky Dale a few weeks <laughs> ago. They've found a bit of the magic and they've got the GWS Giants, so they will look to continue their winning streak and push in to the top eight. Geelong will play Fremantle down at GMHBA. The Cats will look to get back on the winner's list after starting the season pretty well. They've just plateaued, but they get a good opportunity against Fremantle. Sydney Hawthorne should be a good one. The Swans are Mm -hmm. continuing to improve. Abby, aren't they a young side that that are showing plenty this season? And then, of course, the Q clash Saturday night or Saturday afternoon, I should say. The Gold Coast Suns v Brisbane. Brisbane coming off that loss to Collingwood. And the Gold Coast Suns probably been one of the surprise packets of the year.
1: Do you know what? This Q Clash is... The best one yet. This is the fifth Q clash between these two sides since they've both been in the competition. But this is probably the closest. Well, you can't split them. They're equal on points. It's just percentage that, that separates the two sides. But this midfield group for Brisbane, who has been very dominant for a number of years, we know that Emily Bates has left, but still Ali Anderson, Cathy Svark, Belle Dawes cannot wait to see them go head-to-head with the young midfield brigade for the Suns and Charlie Rowbottom, Oh, my goodness. What she's producing this year is unbelievable. Last week against the Tigers in that one-point win, uh, what did she have, 31 touches, 13 of those contested, and, and what, 14 tackles or something crazy. And just we forget that she's a 19-year-old yeah. girl as well. Just the pure size and, and the skill and um, very Patty Cripps-like for me. Uh, but then the combination of Rowbottom, Whitford, and, and Lucy Single really finding that that tagging role for herself, cannot wait for that quick Q clash this weekend.
0: Yeah, they are going really well. The Gold Coast Suns, Brisbane, you would expect to be keen to bounce back. And then it is the Saturday night, the Dreamtime game, of course, as you said, Indigenous round, Richmond and the Bombers. Richmond, gee, it's been a tough year for them. I thought they'd be one of the teams that might surprise this year and be a real chance, but they've been just smashed by injury. Yeah. In saying that, they get Beck Miller and Sarah Hosking back this week. They've lost a couple. They lost on the siren to the Gold Coast Suns last week. How do you see this game panning out one of the matches of the round?
1: Yeah, definitely. Dream time always so special, uh, Saturday night footy. And as you mentioned, I do feel for the Tigers because this year they played finals, obviously in season seven, really looking to continue that and, and go a step further this year. But they have been absolutely, yeah, smashed. So no Ellie McKenzie in the midfield, no Hoskins the past few weeks. Obviously Sarah comes back this week. No Gabby Seymour. We can't underestimate how important she is in the ruck, yes, but also her work rate around the ground and and her aerial prowess, I guess, in those contested situations. Um Beck Miller, uh, a good inclusion uh, down back for them this week, but look I, I still think that the Bombers will probably get this one done. Um, Tigers, unfortunately, it is the injury. So if they were at full strength, I would absolutely be, um, yeah, be backing in the Tigers. But, yeah, I think the Bombers will have this one on, on Dreamtime Saturday night.
0: Yeah, it should be an absolute beauty. And two of my favourites, hopefully go head-to-head, Matty Prasparkas and Mon Conti. Looking forward yes. to seeing two of the stars in the midfield go at it. Then uh, just on the Sunday, North Melbourne, you'd think, continue their winning ways, taking on Port Adelaide. And the last game of the round, the West Coast Eagles, they host Melbourne, but, G Melbourne will be smart after their first loss. In a long, long time, you would think they would bounce back. But we spoke about some of the big games of the round, Abby, but the biggest is still to come. It is Carlton v. Collingwood. (laughs) We do have a special guest joining us after the break. Abby, one of the Carlton stars, will join us to dissect and preview the big game between Carlton and Collingwood. That's all to come next on Footy Talk. You are listening to Footy Talk. If you're listening on Spotify, please hit the bell. As we mentioned before the break, we do have a special guest joining us today. Carlton star Gab Pound. The Blues are flying. They're 4-2 and two, and they have a massive game this Sunday afternoon against the arch rival in Collingwood. Thank you for your time. Gab, huge game Sunday. You must be excited. Yeah, thanks for having me. Super pumps against Collingwood. It's always a big uh, rivalry, so really excited to be back at Icon Park. How have you found the season so far of course new coach Matt Buck you're sitting four and two you had a close loss to Richmond on a couple of game winning streak you must be really pleased with how the season started
2: yeah so pleased uh, and uh, yeah I'm, I'm pretty proud of the group because yeah clearly we've had um, a lot of change in the off season and learning an entirely new game plan um, but it's been really good we've just, we've just been building week by week and doing the little things and that's all we can ask to do so um, yeah it's it's put us in a good position on the ladder and a bit of a footy cliche here, but we're going to take it week by week. We're not going to look too far ahead.
1: Um, And yeah, that's all we can do. Speaking of a good position on the ladder, you are sitting in sixth, well inside that top eight. But... You mentioned growing each and every week, but what has it been? What can you put your finger on to say that it does feel and it and it seems different amongst the playing group this season? We're focused on
2: being a really good teammate, so celebrating all the little things that, you know, might not get you a stat, but um, really gets each other involved. And I think just doing the basic things well. So we're we're focusing really on a contested side and kind of, flowing on from there and if we can get those things right then um yeah we
1: can see what happens after that and just take us inside the four walls of the footy club with matt buck um as joey just said first year coach for the aflw side what what is he like give us some inside goss on the man (laughs) yeah he's um he's a pretty weird dude he's he's funny um (laughs)
2: But we love that, we love a bit of character. Um, he's always down for a bit of a chat and a bit of a joke. And um, he's, he's footy mad, he just, he loves footy. So mm. he's, he's just great to talk to. And I think he's, he's been really good at getting the group together and, and um, setting some really high expectations and standards and putting the, the onus on us as well. So um, yeah, he's, he's been really great.
0: Can you give us an example? Gab, what's something wacky or weird that he's done that the girls have sort of had a bit of a chuckle about in the change rooms afterwards?
2: Oh, I don't know. In, in team meetings, he likes to keep it a bit fun sometimes. He's, um, he's, he's, he just, he just laughs at a lot of things. I think it's, um, yeah, he, gets us, he gets us in a good mood and, and um, really excited to to train every day.
0: Well, that is becoming part of the theme of coaches. I mean, Craig McRae's just won a a men's premiership doing something similar, so why not keep trying it? How how have you assessed uh, the rest of the competition, Gab? Do you keep a close eye on the other teams and and how the season has gone? From your perspective, what have have you made of it and who are the biggest threats?
2: Well, clearly, again, we've got um, Collingwood, uh, Brisbane and North Melbourne up up the top there. They've always been some really good um, teams in the past, so – they've been building year on year and um, clearly with with the draw at the moment, we're, we're playing 10 games and well, 18 teams. So you're not going to play some of those teams and Colton not playing those top three teams. Mm. It assists us in the draw, but you know, every team's just as hard to play and um, you're never going to get to the top if you can't beat those top teams. So we're just doing it ourselves. Um, like we're, we're just, getting out there week by week and trying our best and um seeing what we can produce with that so yeah, they're, look, they're looking pretty dangerous up there, but uh, there's no reason why we can't we can't be up there
1: too. Oh, we are absolutely loving it. Season eight, of course, it just gets bigger, better, faster, stronger each and every season with with the product itself that that you athletes, I guess, put out on the ground. But I want to ask you about your young midfield group as well. Yeah, the likes of Abby McKay, um, Hill, Shearer. You've got Jess Good, obviously, in the ruck. How good is it to see them, I guess, come in as young athletes, but They've just grown so much from what I've seen across the first six rounds this season.
2: Yeah, I'm. I'm really proud of our, our young ones in the midfield. Clearly, we're, we're um, yeah young and, and inexperienced compared to other bigger midfielders, but um, they've been able to work really well together. And um, not just the mids, like the, the backs and the forwards, that so we're, we're, we're connecting well to to support that. So um, they've been working really hard in their craft. Um, the whole year. It's not yeah, not just you know, in that pre season block. We've 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 been working in that off season and pre season and it's um yeah, really coming to fruition for them. So I'm um, I'm really happy for them.
0: Well, the team are going really well. Gab, as we said, four and two, looking to make it three on the trot. Huge game Sunday afternoon, Icon Park. So if you're a footy fan, get down there, watch the action, and then a nice finish to the season. Hopefully you play finals. We appreciate your time, Gab, and good luck for the rest of the year.
2: Yeah, thank you. It's Indigenous round as well, so we're really excited to that, um, to play um, and wear that jumper. So, yeah, really excited.
0: Well said. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you, Gab. And of course, Abby, that is all we have time for on today's episode of Footy Talk. If you do have a question for us or some friendly feedback, hit us up on Instagram at footytalk underscore pod or on TikTok at Pod. Enjoy your weekend, Abby. I know you're busy, but have a nice weekend doing whatever you're doing. You're always busy, but enjoy that. And we'll be back next week to do it all again on Footy Talk.
2: Listener.